Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Well, today is Mother's Day, and I have one of the most lovely <laughs> mothers so up here. So I love nice. you, honey. I love you. So appreciate you. And she does so much. And uh, oh, uh, she's very gifted in many ways. And I said, are you sure you want to preach this year? She's, she's always ready to Boom. preach. Ready. And uh, so Mother's totally Day, ready. this is for everyone. This message isn't just for moms. So guys... Yeah. Buckle up, all right, because she's going to be Do preached. not sleep. That's right. Don't you dare. She'll, she'll keep you awake. I will wake you up. And uh, she's got a good, powerful word about uh, the amazing race today. Yes. So I'll turn it over to her. Thank Give you. her a warm welcome. You're so sweet. Yay. Awesome. So, okay. So if you don't know this about me, okay. So just last weekend, Anna and I ran a 5K. Okay, so running, running, running. It was so much fun, kind of. Not really, actually. No, actually, I would not even say that I ran. I would say that I survived this 5K. I literally rolled in, I felt like. But I survived it. But I thought I would share my experience with you just a little bit. Okay, first of all, let me share a few things about me and running, okay? I don't do it, usually. Um, I try to avoid it at all costs. Um, I don't really even like to exercise, to be completely honest. I really like to play, like, games, like volleyball or softball or, like, um, what's the other game that I like to play sometimes? Okay, never mind. Laundry. (laughs) Yeah, I do like to play laundry. Anyways, but you know what? To top it all off, though, I don't even really like to sweat. That sounds so dumb. I'm like such a baby. I don't really even like to sweat because I don't like that feeling of being hot, okay? So I don't don't like to exercise and I don't like to sweat. So when Anna said to me, Mommy, I really want to do this program and I really want you to run this race with me, I'm going inwardly, I'm going, ask your daddy. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I thought, no, 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 I'm going to do this. You know, because normally I'm not a 5K'er. You know, I like 50-yard dash. Like, I could do that. 50-yard dash, that has me in real good. I'm, I'm in, right? But here's what happened last weekend, okay? Before this event even occurred, I did practice a little bit, okay? We had to practice 5K. And, um, uh, oh, it was terrible. Like, I just, I felt terrible. I could not, like... Oh my gosh. I mean, I did it, but I was like, oh, afterwards, I, my body ached in wacky places. and like, oh my goodness, I really got to do this. I really got it. So I got the couch to 5k app on my phone and I did it once. <laughs> I don't want to do that again, <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. So I, I, I did, I practiced a little bit here and there, you know, and that day I started off strong. I started off running and Anna, of course, she's got this cute little, like, running body she's just cute and little and so she just takes off like the wind and I'm like wait come back so I'm running by mile one I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna die I'm so tired I'm exhausted I wanted to call it quits and be like Anna I'll just see you at the finish line I'll roll in when I get there but um you know I had to keep going I was motivated mostly by her disdain, okay, because she saw me slow down, and she looked back at me, and her eyes rolled so hard, I thought I heard them. I mean, she was just like, mom, I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, (laughs) so I was running 
running and running. And um, I eventually resigned myself to keep on going. Okay, she um, she was really far ahead of me, but I kept my eyes on her, and I'm like, okay, I, I got to keep up with my girl. She wanted me to do this, so she's counting on me to finish this. So I kept going and going and going. I did walk a couple of spots. I did not run the whole time, okay, because 5K is 3.12 miles, and that is really a long ways, okay, right? But we did finish. Yes, I finished. And she did finish a couple of seconds ahead of me, okay? And quite honestly, I felt like a rock star. I finished. And so I'm running into the finish line. Anna's like, she's already like had her medal on. And she's like, waiting for me, you know. And I, I ran in. And Emily's teacher is one of Anna's coaches for this running thing. And she's like, hey, Mrs. Fowler, click. I was like, oh, that's terrible. If you show that to anyone, it's going to kill you. <laughs> you know, like, but she snapped the picture of me victoriously kind of running into the finish. I was like, yeah, you know. But you know what? The Bible also talks about the race of life. And it talks about the, uh, the life as compared to a race. And you know what? And I will have to say this. Life is very similar to a race because I just ran one and I know, okay? So first of all, we have, there's some gear that is necessary for, for racing. First of all, you have to have some good running shoes, okay? You need to have lightweight clothing. And um, if you're like me, Maybe you aren't, but if you are, you're going to need shorts or long pants that reduce the chafing effect that could, could occur in your legs, okay? That is necessary. That occurs. You have to have those, okay? Not only that, but you have to have a hairband if you're a lady, okay? I use this, use this hair clip that just like kept on falling out, okay? And then you also have to have, you have to have a good attitude. You have to have this can do, I can do it attitude to get through. Okay. But there's also some gear that is not necessary for racing. A hat, heavy clothing, sunglasses. If they are like slippy and they fall off your nose, that's totally not cool. Or you don't really want to be carrying stuff around either. You don't want to have a water bottle and run with a bottle. That's just like more weight on you. Or your phone. Get one of those strappy things, you know, like, yeah, that. You want, don't want anything in your hands. And you know what You know what else I found out? Starting out is pretty easy, okay? It's easy to kind of get going. But you know what? When the race gets tough, you want to give up. You want to call it quits. Or in my case, you want to throw up. <laughs> like I was like, like, I can't even do this anymore. But you know what? When the end is in sight, we try our best to smile for the camera and give that photo a finish, just like Mrs. Young. She, she wanted to take a picture of me, and I was like, Carol, you're taking a picture of me right now. <laughs> you know? But I wanted, I wanted us to, to turn this morning to Hebrews chapter 12. If you have your Bible today, head right on over there to Hebrews chapter 12. Now, Josh has been um, speaking through that Hall of Faith chapter, which is right before that. But I'm going to continue this morning in Hebrews 12. I did not even plan it. Oh my goodness, that was so fun. We didn't even plan that. But anyway, so, and I realized it as I was, I was like, oh, wait, we had talked about this earlier. Oh, you will see some correlations this morning. I'm so excited. So, but anyways, this morning in Hebrews 12 chapters, or chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now this morning, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. If you don't know this, the Bible has many different translations, okay? So this morning, I love to read out of the New Living, because it kind of puts the Bible into 
normal words, okay? All right, and I love that. So, starting in verse one, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Not powerful. Such a great word. It's a great word of encouragement. But I also love how the good news translation puts it, okay? So if you don't, again, the Bible is full, like they'd love to translate it different, just so that it gets a broader perspective of God's word. So here's what the good news translation says this. Same, same passage. As for us, we had this large crowd of witnesses around us. So then let us rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way and of the sin that holds on to us so tightly and let us run with determination the race that lies before us. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. He did not give up because of the cross. On the contrary, I love that. He didn't give up. It was hard and he didn't give up. Because of the joy that was waiting for him, he thought nothing of the disgrace of dying on the cross. And he is now seated at the right side of God's throne. Think of what he went through, how he put up with so much hatred from sinners. So do not let yourselves become discouraged and give up. Wow, is that good? Let's pray this morning. Lord, thank you God for your word. Thank you, Lord, that, that you use your word to encourage us, but also to challenge us. Would you encourage and challenge us today? We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So, how many of you like to pack suitcases? I like packing them. I hate unpacking them. But this morning with scripture... We're going to kind of unpack this pack, this passage today. We're going to kind of pick it apart and see how we can use it to apply it to our lives. Okay, so let's start off with the very first word, which is therefore. Okay, therefore. I've heard it said before that, that the word therefore, you have to look back a few verse to, verses to see what it's there for, okay? So you don't want to just take that scripture and just be like, okay, this is all about the race and blah, 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 without putting it in a context. So that word therefore will help us to put this into context. In fact, let's just read what is right before Hebrews 12, okay? So this is Hebrews 11, 32, and 40 through 40, okay? Now, this is, again, the New Living Translation. So this is what's right before. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, of Barak, of, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the laws of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. 
Women received their loved ones back again from death, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Oh my goodness gracious, right? This stuff is happening. These are people who lived a life of faith, okay? So hold on, we'll get there, okay? Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them had received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us, so that we would, they would not reach perfection without us. That's powerful, okay? So get over all the, all the grossness of that passage, okay? Get over all that other stuff. Okay, so we go through things in life, right? I haven't been sawed in half. I don't know about you. I haven't, okay? I haven't been tortured necessarily. I mean, I, I kind of was a little bit this morning with my buddy over there that was like, no, I'm gonna punch my sister while you're praying, mommy. You know, happy Mother's Day, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff that occurs. It's like, ah, okay. But you know what? Those people were faithful people. They were ones that, that got their eternal reward and they were seeking God no matter what. That brings us right up to the therefore in Hebrews 12, okay? So let's keep moving on Hebrews 12. So we know what's, a, what's, what's behind us here, okay? All those people. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great, huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Okay, so we're stopping there. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great, huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith. All those people before us, Hebrews 12, okay? Wowzers. They're surrounding us. They're witnesses to what we are doing. We are surrounded by these great crowd of witnesses. They are examples of how to live this life of faith. You know what? They weren't perfect. If you look back, Abraham, he was not a perfect man. Moses, totally not perfect. He killed somebody. Wah! You know? Perfection wasn't necessary, but they were faithful and obedient to the God's leading in their lives. Okay, so we have the people behind us, right? Okay, but not only do we have people to look up to in this journey of faith, maybe for you, it's someone that you love. Maybe it's another uh, person that you just really look up to. But guess what? There, we're also surrounded by people who look up to us, okay? Moms, your kids are watching you. Dads, you leave a legacy, either good or bad, as to how you speak to your kids. Aunts, uncles, teachers, grandparents, whoever you are, others are watching. They are witnesses to our lives of faith. What kind of witness are you being? What witness are you? How are you showing others this life of faith? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, we do have those people behind us. We have those Abrahams that we can look to and we can look at, at God's word and, and realize just how to live that life of faithfulness. Maybe you have a grandma that you can look to and, and be really excited to see what God had done in her life. Maybe you have all of that. You also have the present, the here and the now and the future. Generations ahead of you will reap what you sow. Would you be that witness that God has asked you to be? 
Let us continue this morning, okay? So we talked about our huge crowd of witnesses. Let's continue. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, okay? In a race, oh my mercy, the last thing you want is a stone in the road because that will trip you up, okay? You remember that gear I mentioned before that wasn't necessary? The hats, the sunglasses, the extra clothes, they slow a runner down. They slow you down. And guess what? It's the same with sin. When a person is distracted by sin, you're not, you're not effectively running this race. You're not effectively running this amazing race with Jesus. I've heard it said before, and this is something that has stayed with me. Sin will take you farther than you wanted to go. It'll cost you more than you wanted to spend, and it will keep you longer than you have wanted to stay. So today, throw it off. Take it off. Get rid of it. Let it go. Let it go. Throw off greed. Throw off gossip. Throw off slander and drunkenness, lying and cheating, or whatever else you need to confess to the Lord because it's only slowing you down. That's not an amazing race to have all that stuff on your back. Let it go. Throw it off and let God do some great things. And as we continue through Hebrews 12, it says this, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Simply, folks, run. Continue. Stay faithful. Keep steady. I love this phrase, keep on keeping on. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, right? This part of this passage indicates, it it describes to us that we will need this race to have endurance. You will, it is absolutely required that in this race of life, you will have to have endurance. You will have to continue. You will need to train. You will need to keep going, okay? And guess what? You'll need to rest when necessary. What? It's all about running, isn't it? No, a good runner knows when to stop and take a break, take a sleep, you know? God will rejuvenate your soul when you rest in him, okay? But how do we train for this life with Jesus? We need to spend time with him, read his word, fill your mind and your home with words of encouragement, listen to music that glorifies Jesus, serve others, come to church, engage in relationships with other Christians. Oh my goodness gracious, that's how you train. That's how you train to keep on going. That's how I could tell you if I did not have those cheerleaders, they were, this was really funny, okay? So along the path in the Hershey Park where we were running, there were these cheerleaders and they were holding signs going, you can do it, mom. You go, girl. You've got this. Seriously, if I did not have that, well, first of all, because I wanted to look good. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm not going to want to die right now. Okay, but... Uh, really, honestly, without that, without that encouragement of my friends, actually, they weren't even people I knew, but they were my friends because they were encouraging me to keep going, okay? I, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have been like, yeah, sorry, Anna, see you later. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here while you finish, okay? But you know what? We need that too. We need to be in that relationship with people that will encourage us to keep going, And then as we finish out this passage in Hebrews 12, verses one through three, we do this 
by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. When you think about Jesus and what he did for us, it's easier to keep on going, isn't it? It's easy to keep on going compared to what he did. This race of life, oh my goodness, it's good. But I will say this this morning, we need to stay focused. As I remember my own race, there were times when, when I didn't want to get, I wanted to give up. I was tired. I was huffing and puffing, and, um, I, but I didn't want to let her down. I didn't want to let Anna down, so I stayed focused. She was ahead of me, and quite honestly, I kept my eyes on her because <laughs> I didn't want to give, I don't want to let her down. But you know what? This is how the race in life is also one in Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stuff happens, things break, relationships disintegrate, and, and careers are temporary. They're, it's nothing that, 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 that will keep you forever. They're temporary. Remain in Jesus, and no matter what, stay focused on him. It feels good to finish a race. The accomplishment of crossing that finish line is exhilarating. And quite honestly, when I finished, I was exhausted, but I was ecstatic that I actually finished, okay? And you know what? It's the same with a life in Christ. I love what Paul says in Acts 20, because you know what? Paul was a missionary, um, and he would travel to all these different places. He was in Macedonia and Greece and Troas. And right now in, in, in Acts 20, he's talking to the leaders in, in Ephesus. And he is saying that, you know, there, God wants me to go somewhere. God wants me to go somewhere that's hard, okay? But he says this in Acts 20, 24, and I pray that this is our heart as well. But my life, he says, is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim, he says, is to finish and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. That's what it means to finish. That when you complete that task that he's asking you to do, none of us are finished because he wants us to bring others along with us. And whether this morning you are a teen, whether you're a mom, a dad, a grandparent, an aunt or an uncle, single, married, whatever, we all have this choice. Sometimes it's easy, but many times it takes guts. It takes courage to be all in with our relationship with Jesus and to bring others along with us. So let's remember Hebrews 12, one through three today. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. 
And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Guys, when we, when we face adversity and our character is tested, we can then say our only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given to us. It's a beautiful reminder. It's a beautiful promise that our only aim is to finish. Would that be our hearts this morning? To finish and complete the task the Lord Jesus had given us. And I don't know where you're at today. Maybe you're, you've been sitting in this pew for many years, but maybe you don't really know that this is your race. Maybe you don't know that this is what God has asked you to do. He has given each of us a mandate and a call to bring others along with us. And if that's you today, I pray that you would open your hearts to him. Would you allow him to just do a mighty work in your heart? Would you pray with me this morning? God, thank you so much for all that you have done and for all that you will continue to do in our hearts. God, would you help us to stay focused, to keep on keeping on, to throw off the sin that so easily entangles us so that we can live this life, this amazing life of faith in you. Lord, you are so good, but we recognize that we need you, Jesus. We need you to sustain us. We need you to encourage us. We also need you, Holy Spirit, to challenge us to run this race well. Those of us that are moms, Lord, would you just give us strength to endure? Would you give us rest? Would you give us peace in our homes so that we can lead children effectively into your kingdom? For those today that are moms that wanna be moms someday, Lord, would you just do a mighty work in our hearts and would you help us to be the women that you've called us to be? Those who are grandmas today, Lord, would you encourage and would you bless them today as well? Lord, we love you and thank you so much for all that you have done and for all that you will continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen.